in business, relationships matter. We all know this, right? If you want to get a job, who you know matters. You want to build a partnership, who you know matters. But if this is the case, why is there no great software to manage this whole process? Well, there is as of now. It's called PrimeFlow. PrimeFlow helps you build a relationship-driven business and even allows you to build a whole agency around your network. With PrimeFlow, you're able to connect multiple parties like clients and partners. You're able to organize high-quality prospects at scale who could potentially be business partners in the future and once people do business with each other that you've connected you can then get your fee through PrimeFlow. in a world dominated by excel and old crms products like PrimeFlow are a godsend so thank you so much PrimeFlow, for sponsoring this episode of forward thinking founders if you want to build a relationship driven business and build an agency around your network you need PrimeFlow. go to primeflow.com or just email me matt at mattsherman.com or dm me on twitter if you want to skip the wait list and get access immediately that's primeflow.com or email me at matt at mattsherman.com or dm me on twitter primeflow.com build a relationship driven business All right, let's get into the episode. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Ime Essien. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Great. What's good, man? I'm really happy to be on here. Like you had two of my favorite people ever, Paige Drody and Matt Conwell on the pod before. And so I had to hop on for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to to have you on. I know our paths have crossed from afar on Twitter. I definitely, you know, that's the beauty of this platform is you get to meet so many people in some ways through osmosis. And now I'm really excited to have you on the podcast to learn about what you're what you're working on. And we'll start there. Um, so right now. Um, what are some things that you're working on? Actually, have, let's start with a brief intro on you, a little bit about you, and then we can kind of go into like what's taking up your mind right now. Thanks, man. Uh, I guess brief background on me. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. I go to Morgan State University. It's at HBCU in Baltimore, Maryland. I study electrical engineering there. And uh, I do a couple of different things. I think the first thing that I'm super always passionate about is HBCU VC. It's a student-led investment fund dedicated to HBCU, historically black colleges or universities, or Hispanic-serving institutions, student and alumni founders. And through that process, I was even able to start my own company called Yurikin Bay. It's a carpooling app, and I was able to participate in the Envision Accelerator this summer. And Envision Accelerator was the first student-led virtual accelerator dedicated to 
underrepresented founders. So I was able to participate in a cohort of like 12 different companies. We had weekly sessions talking to every single type of person on the planet from founders to investors to like operators in the industry. And we were able to learn a lot and really help it grow our companies. So I, I feel really blessed to be able to have that experience and even be in HBCUVC, which trained me to be part of that. So like, I, I just love that stuff. So let's, I'm kind of curious about, you're obviously doing a lot of stuff in tech, which is, which is awesome. And I want to get into them, but I'm actually interested to hear about your journey into tech and startups. So at what point did you kind of realize that you, you're, you're into startups, you're into tech and get kind of getting involved with startups, with venture capital, with these organizations, I guess, tell me a little bit about you, how you got into, uh, got into technology. Thanks, man. I think the first thing is I always tell people I'm a huge nerd. Like I, I read Star Trek. I watch Star Wars all the time. Like I'm big into sci-fi stuff. So like I, that, I've always been interested in technology. Like I even went to space camp as a kid at Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Lab. So like that's always been me. And so I think it naturally led into like venture capital and startups too, because like I love meeting new people. I love talking to founders and I've always been the type of person to be curious and learning something new. I feel like both of those passions, like, we're able to combine that way. So I think that's how I got into this industry. And I think how I got exposed to like HBCU, VC and startups was that our founder, Hadia Majib, she started uh, uh, hackathons on different campuses at HBCUs. And then that went to like, uh, she wanted people to start companies from that. But then she realized when people started companies, then they weren't able to like get funding for their companies. And so she was like, hey, let's start a program to train the next generation of black, uh, black founders and black investors and then let them invest back into their communities. And so I've been grateful to have that be a part of that program since like 2018. And tell me a little bit about that program. It's awesome that you've been involved since 2018. Are these, um, is it kind of like, um, scouts where you go out find impressive founders and like cut checks is it educational can you kind of walk me through a little bit more of how hbc uvc works and um kind of how people can get involved with it yeah of course we're currently recruiting our next class of fellows but we run a two-year program uh the first year is mostly training and you work with the different student partners that are around your campus and community so i lead the dmv fellows uh that means like uh dc maryland and virginia so we have students at howard university Bowie state and morgan currently and we're currently expanding too and then you spend the first year of the uh, fellowship learning doing ecosystem mapping and really just learning what's happening on our campus by hosting events and doing things last year they were able to host techstar startup weekends on their campuses it sounds a really great opportunity to expose students to startups and building their own company and then now the second year of the fellowship which I'm in the process of doing, is that we invest directly into startups. So we currently run an, uh, two requests for startups so far. The first one, we gave $1,000 non-diluted equity grants to four different founders. And then we just finished another group of them and we gave away $5,000 each to uh, five different types of founders uh, that were non-diluted equity. So it's been really exciting really participating in that and really investing back into like people that I know like from my school or even people from other universities that win never get this chance to expose them to like big time VCs, big time investors, a few people to help them accelerate their company. 
And then you mentioned that so you're involved with that, and we'll ask a couple more questions about that later. But you also have a um, a company that you went through an accelerator with. Can you kind of walk me through um, walk me through what is what is this company? Um, and uh, tell me a little bit about um, the, the accelerator. I know it's a new accelerator. It's actually ran by someone who's been on this podcast before, which is which which is awesome. Um, so I'm curious. Can you kind of share a little bit more about your experience with that and what you built? Yeah, so I think my co-founder Victor at the beginning of this year, before COVID all started, he's been constantly been struggling with finding rides to get to places. He always has to text his friends or text me, be like, "Hey, can I have a ride? Hey, can you hit me up for this? Take me someplace." And I'll forget, or other people forget, and he's just terrible at communicating. So we went to a hackathon in February, and we were able to build a bot that all reminds you and all schedules rides and carpools for people, and that was just a really cool experience. I, we didn't place or win anything, but we really thought this was a cool product. So we were able to do like YC startups go through the process. And then once he lost his internship this summer, we were able to recognize, hey, like maybe we should start a company from this. And then I saw the Envision Accelerator opportunity and it just seemed everything was perfectly aligned. Now Envision Accelerator, I think like I said at the beginning of this podcast or earlier, is the first like student-led virtual uh, for underrepresented uh, founders accelerator like ever. And so it's a really cool experience, like being part, like learning from students, being a student and be able to participate in this process. I learned it a lot. We had different sessions hosted by investors, operators, and other startup founders. And I just was able to learn like how to like score my first customer, build customer profiles, how to raise money from VCs. Like it's really cool being on the other side of the table and really just going through that process and building a great product that people will use in the future. And what was it like, I'm curious, when the beginning of anything is always exciting. Um, and I'm curious for you, what have been some of the things that you learned as you went through Envision and kind of built out um, built out your, your product? Um, and also like, what are the things, but it could, it could be what you learned about your market, your product, but also potentially even what you learned about accelerators. I guess, what are some things you learned throughout that journey so far? I think I learned a lot about myself with like team building. Like we worked with like three software engineers over the summer and really like being the person in charge, like making sure they're hitting their goals every week, making sure like the clubhouse is like keeping updated and that kind of thing. And everyone's hitting their different milestones and doing their stories was really, really important to me. And like, I personally was like, it was hard for me to keep track of like, Hey, like, let me get signups. Hey, let me talk to investors about raising money and help me like, uh, talk to the engineers. So time management was super important and just being a great leader was just something I learned. Now, I think Elena and Annabelle, the two founders of the Accelerator, they did an amazing job. Like they put pulled it together in like under a month. And like, I was just blown away by the different programming, the different resources they were able to get for us. And they're even doing a second cohort right now. So everyone should apply and keep out the lookout for that. How has... um your so going back to HBCUVC, so you're so you you have some experience on that side of the table. Now you're you're a founder. Um, I'm curious, like, is there is, is there an activity you like more? Do you like building stuff more? Do you like this like kind of VC investing style more? Um, and I guess like, how do you think about these two things? And like, is there a path that's more interesting to you in the, in the, the near future? Uh, I always tell people, and I think a lot of people have said on the internet. I think they're not both mutually exclusive. Like you, you're just not just a founder every day or just not just a VC. Like people could be VCs and founders. People could be 
founders and VCs. Like the, all he cares about just building great products, like, and being helpful in that process. And so I think for me, like it's, it boils down for that for me, like helping people build great things and even building great things for myself that helps people. Like, that's awesome. What are, I, uh, I'm curious, like, you mentioned that you had you had it while you know in HPC UVC you have things that you're looking out for. I'm curious for you personally, what what markets interest you? Like, or for for even got the investing angle, what's going on in the world right now that you find interesting that you want more people to be building for, um, or just markets that kind of are piquing your interest a little bit? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm literally working on three projects right now about that. So the first one is like esports leagues that are happening at HBCU campuses. So recently there was a huge announcement that Twitch is partnering with this company called Community and they've announced this huge esports league. They're starting out with Fortnite. They just partnered with PlayVS and they're getting every single university campus involved. And so that's really interesting seeing the rise of black gamers, uh, Twitch streamers, and really building up an article about that, which has been super deep, cool deep diving on that. I think the second topic I've been looking into is like AI research at HBCUs. Like, I think it's cre- pretty crazy. Like, even today on Twitter, you've been seeing, like, people have been seeing, like, the, the AI cropping of, like, the photos on the Twitter feed and how it just selects, like, random stuff. And even when you have, like, black people on it compared to, like, having white people on it, it chooses the white person. And I'm like, why is this happening? And I think that's all about, like, having an inclusive process when you're building AI products. And that's, like, you have to get more black people involved with AI. That's super important. And so seeing all the data behind that, seeing the pipeline from HBCUs who are doing AI research to like working at these big tech companies like Apple, Facebook, Google, who are building these great AI products and even like them spinning out their own and building cool startups there. I've just been looking at that whole entire pipeline and track record right now. And I think the last topic is like something that's been really piquing my interest because during the pandemic is like food insecurity and like agriculture technology. I think that's such a really interesting topic because that affects like everyone day to day. Like, I think like they talk about like, there's tons of children around the country who who are food insecure and especially HBCUs. They're normally in food deserts. They don't have access to safe food options or even like healthy food options. And so it's really important to me, like even on my campus to be have access to healthy food options, to be see how technology can affect that through agriculture tech and through other means to be able to do that. So those are the three different topics that I'm currently looking into, like ag tech with opportunity zones at HBCUs, artificial intelligence research, and the final one is um, esports leagues. So educate me a little bit on the first one, on esports leagues. I'm fascinated by what's going on with just esports in general. It is is literally incredible to watch. And one trend that I'm looking at, I wouldn't say I'm very knowledgeable on, but just the convergence of gaming and social, like, like, and what, what, what does that look like? Um, but, but kind of like, let's go a little deeper here, just like for my own knowledge, walk me through more like what this partnership entails. Like, so you're, you're saying there's going to be like esports leagues at every campus. Do they like compete? Um, is there a prize? I don't know. Can you kind of like for walk me through, like, I don't know how it works, what this looks yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, of course. So I think it was like pretty crazy. Like, I got connected with the community founder and he was like, Hey, I'm starting this esports league at HBCUs. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's sick. Like I know the gaming club president, they play league league of legends all the time. They're interested in playing like smash bros. Like I'll definitely make you the connection from the next day. I see an announcement that there's a, each of the major like 
conferences for the HBCUs that participated. It's called the Mid-Atlantic Region uh, Athletics Conference and the SWAC, the Southwestern Athletic Conference. They announced their own esports leagues too. So now there's like three at that point. And then I saw, and then there was a fourth esports league announced. And so that was one of the partners with Community Star, Collegiate Star League. And so Collegiate Star League is the largest collegiate like college esports league out there. And they partner with this guy named Rod Williams to start their own esports, HBCU esports league. So now there's like four different esports leagues dedicated to HBCUs out there. And I definitely was like, wow, this, if there's more than four, that's definitely like a trend at that point. And so I definitely deep dive, talk to the different uh, people who run these different leagues, talk to some of the presidents of these gaming clubs and even these university representatives because they're building out esports programs on their campus. Like they're building out gaming labs. They're starting up programs and partnering with like major corporations. I think a prime example of this is that one university partner with Microsoft to provide all of their computers and an esports lab. And so now they can also do like game design there. They can do game competitions there. And they can also have streamers uh, have be in that room. So it's like a whole community that's building, built on these campuses for this whole new economy around gaming, which I thought was just amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. It, it sounds exciting and especially an exciting time to get involved with with um, with esports and in that category. Curious for you, you obviously have gotten very involved in startups and tech as a student, um, and you, you seem to be very involved in in, in many in, in many different ways. What advice do you have for maybe incoming freshmen or P or just you know even like a freshman in high school that's looking at people like you be like oh my gosh like I want to be as involved in tech as you are when I'm in college. Do you have any tips for um, these people on how they can kind of like dive in similarly to you have? I think always just be know that like you're a student and so sending a great cold email finding someone's like email address and just reaching out they'll most likely respond and just getting over that fear of doing that like i think some of the great relationships is that i've been able to start was like from a cold email like that's how i got involved with mac conwell i sent him a cold email that's how i got into hbcubc i sent them a cold email like that's how you build relationships with people you have to just ask the questions like even we got connected through a cold tweet that i sent you so I think that's always just super important, just be able to reach out to people and just give over that fear. Like if they don't respond, then they don't respond. You just send another message. And so really just how that's the best, best way to build a relationship is just sending a great cold email. And this is kind of a weird question, but, but I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. I don't think that's obvious. I don't think like you, like you don't like, you're not, you know, in fifth grade, you're like, oh, like cold email this is how, how how to get things done and how to get what we get what i want you know in in my career how did you understand like when did you realize that everyone is accessible that every like when did you realize that like you could cold email people and get what you wanted just by having that high agency do, do you kind of can you pinpoint that point when you realize that yeah i think i think for me personally i think something that gave me perspective on this topic was kanye he's an investor at uh kendrick ventures he just started this fund with steve and he's in uh san francisco right now and he did a talk for us at hbcubc and he mentioned if you want to get in contact with kanye west you can talk to kanye west if you want to like you can send him an email you can hit him up and he'll most likely get back to you because you have connections to capital and that's what kanye west consistently is talking about people to invest in him and i, and I thought about it i'm like He's sort of right on that topic. Like, 
That's so obvious. And even now with Kanye tweeting about stuff and what's going on in his life, I think like that's like you can easily see like, hey, I can be automatically valued at. Like he mentioned YC a few weeks ago. Like that's insane. So I think that's always like just being able to put that in perspective. Like, hey, like you have value added to some people and that you can like add value and just be contribute something is something super important that you that's just put things in perspective for me. Yeah, when he tweeted about Y Combinator, <laughs> just like, like, I don't know. I don't know how I felt. I'm just like, this is the coolest thing I think I've ever seen. Like, because of course he's heard of Y Combinator, right? Because it's Y Combinator. But just to see him tweet about it, I mean, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of, like, I don't know. Like, how he's all these big, all this big, this big platform. It's just like, it just, I felt like YC has truly grown up, you know, even though it's, it's grown up quite a while ago. It was cool to see. So for you, one of my, um, I guess, two, two more questions for you. So you are doing a bunch of stuff. Um, it's all extremely exciting. If you were to look out like two years or three years, um, could you have an idea of a kind of, or even like tech, like as far out as you want, kind of where, where do you see yourself um, in tech in, in like, you know, two, three, four, five years, like founder, investor, both doing something else. Can you kind of like walk me through like wh- wh- where you're rowing in the kind of the short to midterm for your tech career? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think what boils down to me at the end of the day is always about helping great founders and like, if it's, that's helping my co-founder build a cool product, that's helping me being on the other side of the table or like the dark side people call it, like by investing in them. I think that's what's really important to do. Like it help great founders build cool products and really build like a great startup ecosystem in whatever community you're in. And so I look forward to do that after I graduate college in the future, like from 10 years from now, just meeting, helping, and like actually investing in great founders. And then um, my my last question is, if someone, you know, is hearing what you're talking about, is excited by your energy and what you're spending time on, how can someone get in touch with you? Are you obviously, you're on Twitter because that's, that's how we got in touch. Is there any other ways that someone can learn more about what you're doing and get in touch if they have questions or anything like that? Uh, feel free to DM me on my tw- Twitter. Like, my DMs are open. I try to respond to everyone. Like, I love talking to people, meeting new people, and hearing fresh new ideas. So I think that's super important. If you're an HBCU student or alumni founder, of course, get involved with HBCU VC. We also run a, a few requests for startups and we invest in you. So please like go to our website, hbcu.vc and check us out. But yeah, those are definitely the two ways to reach me. All right. Well, I think what you're up to is extremely exciting. I'll definitely be following along as you progress on your journey. And um, I just appreciate you coming onto the podcast and chopping it up with me. Thanks. This is awesome. Like, again, been a huge fan for a while. I appreciate it, man. Well, it's good jamming, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely stay in touch. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there, you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising the early days how they got their customers we do these every single week with another you know really great founder that has been on the podcast 
Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one -on -one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you were kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, Go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.